Hey everybody, it is the Multiply Church Resource Podcast with your hosts, Casey and Steven. So glad you decided to listen in again, or maybe for the first time, decided to push this out. We're on episode seven now, lucky seven, and I promise you, even though you haven't heard his voice, Steven is with me in the flesh. Right here. Right now. Right here. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. So no snow today. Sunny and almost 80 today. Yeah. Just so everybody knows where we're at meteorologically. Thunderstorms, though. Thunderstorms probably like This afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So. Hi. A lot of people listen to this for the weather. For the weather. We decided to put a plug in for the weather channel, hoping yep. to get sponsorship. But anyway. Yes. Last weekend, this past weekend, Sunday, April 7th. Oh, and the 7th podcast. Anyway, a um, lot of stuff going on. If you were there, which let's just be real. It was a little sparse. It was. And if we're going to recap, we have to we have to talk about everything. Okay. It was a little sparse. A little sp- it was intimate. It was intimate. There we go. Yeah. The spirit was moving in the intimacy of the gathering. Yes. AKA, y'all decided to take vacation this weekend, which is cool. It's great. Y'all did it at the same time. Get it out of your system. Excited for Palm Sunday coming up. Order the palms. JK. And I'm excited oh, for gosh. that. No, we're studying Ephesians still. So that's yep. what we did. So what's up, man? What, what do we want to share from man. this past weekend's gathering at Multiply Church? Well, I think that during our typical storytelling and celebration time, it uh, went a little bit differently for us this week. And Casey and I had a couple folks come to us last week and share with us that they're no longer going to be a part of the Multiply community. And Casey and I prayed through that last week and talked through that. It's so good to have another person who really feels the weight of that and can help process it from that perspective. And we decided to share that with the community. And we did it for a couple of reasons, right? One was so that we could lament together as a community because it's a loss when people choose not to be a part of your community. And obviously, it's a brother and a sister in Jesus whom we love and will continue to love. And whenever we see them, we'll continue to encourage them. And I'm sure we'll connect with them uh, into the future. Um, but uh, they're not going to be a part of this community. And so there's hurt and there's grief, and it has to be acknowledged. And we thought it would be healthy for the entire community to share that. Yeah. And and there's and, and they might listen and, and or you might be a person who's left a, a church community before and here, here's the here's the differences so you, you have a huge church with thousands of people you pop in you pop out you might have made some friends they might ask where you are um, you pop into a church plant in the early stages or an intimate community and you make a big splash because it's a small community and and if if and when you decide that that's not exactly what you're looking for and you leave um no matter what anyone says it's always personal yeah um and and not like that we need to take it personally but but it's always personal because it's it's family it's relationship and for me specifically and i own this uh, I just give my heart away to people pretty quickly. I trust them and love quickly and, and, and all those different things. So uh, processing through that, um, I thought was a healthy way for us to just do it publicly. So there's no like, oh, whatever happened to this person or these people? Or why don't we see them anymore? And just remove all of that and just make it 
make it public. Yeah, and you saying that just reminded me of the third reason why I wanted to share it yesterday, which I could not remember <laughs> totally at the time forgot. and could not think about it until this moment. Tell me, what was the number three? Number three. Okay, well, let's go through two because that was one. Oh, we thought, shared it, first of all, to, to lament, lament okay. and grieve as a community. Okay. Two was as a teaching moment right? to remind everyone that Multiply is not a place where uh, church people will get their felt religious needs met. And why was and it important for people to know that? It's important for people to know that because this is an example of that. But also, I think what you said yesterday in your message that um, what we're doing might feel and look differently than what people have become accustomed to when it comes to church. Sure. And so that's the main reason why we continue to say that you're going to have some some felt religious needs that have either been created by or certainly perpetuated by churches over the years, especially here in the Bible Belt. Yeah. And Multiply will just never be a place that um, meets those felt yeah. religious needs. For, for someone that doesn't understand what a felt religious need is, what, what is that? Well, a lot of it is rituals that we've become accustomed to and the way that we have experienced church communally. And ritual just simply means pattern, by the way. It's another way to say pattern, but we don't say pattern. We say ritual because ritual sounds spiritual. It does. As opposed to pattern. It does. Um, so there are certain uh, rituals that people have become accustomed to that um, we probably won't participate in as far as multiply is concerned in as much as they don't uh, help to equip the believer to live life on mission sure. and to make disciple makers. Right. Right. And, and not to say that any of them are wrong or bad. We right. just get to say this is what we're doing. And it's an invitation. It will never be a um, sell. Right. It'll never be a, a, a coercion. Uh, so I think that, yeah. okay, that was the teaching point. And then what's the third one? The third thing? one, okay. Yeah, so the third one, something that I learned from a coach that I had back in the day out of Chicago, great guy. He said, people are going to disappoint you and you trust them anyway. Right. So people will let you down. People will disappoint you just like I let people down, right? I disappoint people in my life. Um, but you can never let that when it when it actually happens. You can never let that keep you from then trusting people. So people will let you down. They'll disappoint you. Trust them anyway. Like choose to trust. So are we saying? But but these people didn't disappoint us. Like it's not they didn't like let us down. They just decided something else, which is contrary to what we thought. Right. So there's there's a tension in that. I don't I don't think we can say that they've disappointed fully us by their decision because other people are going to leave at some point and it's going to be because of what you just said in the second thing which is no no one else is leaving oh no okay never mind no one else yeah. is leaving that's true yeah. but uh anyway this this could sound or this probably sounds difficult to listen to or that there's a tension even in what we're saying uh for those that are in specifically the multiply community but just know this is just how we live this is how sunday mornings are unfolding there's tension just about every week and we think that's good because it's uh, causing us to pay attention to that tension and then to hopefully learn and grow and develop because guess what? Uh, that's how life is. Yeah. So why would we try to create something and invite people into something that is co completely contrary to the life that they're living right. every day? Yeah, So absolutely. All right, half the podcast there, but yep. it's important. It's important. So then it's a big deal. What happened? Did anything happen after that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, think so. I don't remember. Although anything. worship and song singing this week, oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Smith. Yeah, I love that if, guy. If you're part of our community and 
you worship with us any Sunday and you hear Jeremy's voice and see what he's doing, y'all have to know, man, that guy is one of the most selfless, humble, uh, humble uh, just servant leading guy and him and his wife Alicia just amazing the amount that he has on his plate yet he shows up every Sunday early, early. sets up stays late stays late breaks down takes like 45 50 minutes just to get home after a Sunday gathering and just does it week in week in out if you get the opportunity to thank him specifically either text or email or call uh, or in person on a gathering, can can you do that just to encourage his heart? We take worship leaders for granted like it's like crazy, and uh, Jeremy specifically. I just we, we got an opportunity to honor him uh, a little bit, yeah. and I thought that was really necessary. And if you don't know Jeremy beyond the guy that plays guitar and sings on Sunday, you're missing out. Yeah, yeah, for real. And and they they live the farthest away, yet are some of the most involved people with what's going on because yeah. they just continue to make it a priority. So Jeremy, we love you, man. And uh, okay, then then what? Then then, then what uh, we talked about Ephesians. Finally, yeah. Finished chapter one. Finished chapter one. Made it through the second half of verse nineteen through the end of the chapter. And I'll just say this in the in the little bit that we have left: the the amount of theological uh, expansiveness in just those verses uh, are not you can't you can't take thirty minutes and unpack those. Um, but but man, the richness of it can can be life changing if the eyes of your heart are open to it, specifically about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about implications of the resurrection and the exaltation of Jesus following the resurrection. Um, what that means for us as uh, those who claim him as Lord and Savior of our lives, how Jesus is over everything. There is absolutely nothing uh, that Jesus is not over um, as far as where he has been, his presence, his authority, and just the courage and the boldness that that should give us as his believers, that, that we share in that resurrection with him as uh, resurrection people. And uh, so everywhere we go, guess what? Jesus is already there. Yeah. This concept of that, and even this, I think the the missionary movement of the 1900s or even 1800s, which was we're going to bring Jesus to this people group or bring Jesus to this part of the world uh, that he hasn't been yet. Now we have to bring the news of Jesus and the physical manifestation uh, as the church, but his dominion is overall in all and through all. So therefore, there actually is no place that he's not, as Stephen said. So I think the invitation more is Jesus saying to us, "Hey, come join me." Come, come, partner with me in the things that I'm already doing uh, to see the kingdom come on earth. That was that was a big yeah. shift for my brain. Yeah. So all those places that we think we're taking Jesus to, not only is he already there and has dominion there, but he actually owns it. He owns already. it already. Yeah. And made it. Made it. Yeah. So and holds together through him. If we believe the book of Colossians, yeah. letter to Col- yeah. Right. So tons of implications about Jesus, his lordship, his authority, his dominion. Um, meaning the expanse of his, his authority. Uh, and then what are the implications? Like, what the, what then does that mean? If Jesus is everywhere and is over all things, then, then what does that mean for us? Yeah, I think when we think, you talked about an incarnational God, right? So God uh, was incarnate, came to earth, lived among us. What does it look like for us to be in incarnational ministry to those around us where we go into the lives of, of people around us to serve them as opposed to separating yeah. uh, from people? And you had a fun illustration there, a fun example of Lauren Daigle, contemporary Christian artist, going and singing on The Ellen Show, Ellen DeGeneres' talk show. 
So, and that was fun. And I have, I just have a question. Yeah. But uh, you were sure. talking about it and working through that, and you mentioned that you you said hello to Lauren Daigle yeah. one time. You you went. Yeah, I was. She was at like an outcry or one of those. I I we usually buy the the thirty dollar extra tickets to do the meet and greet. Okay. And so she was like in one of the panels. Gotcha. And it was I was close and just oh. like said hello. Yeah. Did did she hear you? I don't know. Did she say she did she say hello back? Or? Maybe. maybe. I okay. Forget, I forget cool. or choose to forget. I will say this, Carrie Job. Oh, here we go. We definitely had a connection. Okay. She gave me her water bottle. Wow. Yes. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Um, I just you slid that in there yesterday, I and I just thought like, name dropping. oh yeah, name that's what I was thought yeah, like. It was name you know, dropping. Keep was, going. We said hello one time. Yes. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So just again back to the identity piece that Paul harped on leading up to these verses. Why is that so key? You know, awareness is is so important. The awareness of our identity, who we are in Jesus, and then the power and the authority that Jesus has everywhere. So if our identity is in Him. We share in that power. We share in that authority. So there should be no reason why we should ever be fearful to share what we have found in Him right. with others around us. Right. And and the the bigger narrative of even this this season was around this book called Made for More by right. uh, Todd Wilson and Rob Wegner uh, from Exponential. And the first shift in the book that it took us seven weeks to get to was the mindset and church shift away from more effort and moving to more Jesus. Right. And un- unlocking or, or stepping into the mystery of Jesus that at the end of the day, it's not more effort on a church's part or an individual's part that's going to bring salvation to the world, but it's that there's more, that with more Jesus um, and, and acknowledging how big and how expansive and how much authority and how much dominion he has already and then being mobilized out of that mindset that shifts us to more Jesus and less effort. That's right. Yeah. Knowing Jesus, the more we know about Jesus, because you know, we, we won't go uh, with the power of Jesus if we don't know the power of Jesus. But then once you know the power of Jesus, how could you not go? How could you not go? Yeah. And, and Robert Frost, an author and theologian, uh, I, I believe he's Australian, uh, also kind of in this exponential world, uh, did a short talk on this specific thing. And, and his biggest question was like, if this is all true, if this is the reality of who Jesus is, why are we such scaredy cats? Yeah, <laughs> scaredy cats. And literally, why are we such yeah. scaredy cats about this this amazing news that we have? So that was yeah. some of the challenge uh, to us as a community and a challenge to you, uh, whoever might be listening, yeah. uh, if you are in Jesus and if we claim and know that who he is. Uh, why are we so scaredy cats sometimes? I don't know. Let's not be. Let's not be. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what he has to, uh, for us today. Where he might be. Uh, that's it for us for this podcast. Hope this was helpful. Feel free to reach out. Any questions? Talk to you soon. See you soon.